I'm going to try this live stream today and talk about musical talent. And what is musical talent? But to begin with, I'm going to take this book here, which is a book that I bought when I first went to my first music school. And um, because at the time there wasn't any books about guitar sight reading or anything like that, this was the only book available. And um, it's a very good book as well. But the interesting thing about this book is that this guy here, Tommy Tedesco, when I was a young boy, we used to get these um, American guitar magazines, guitar player, and maybe it was just guitar player. But this guy used to be in there with his studio log. And we would look at the um, studio log and we think, wow, you know, this guy's so lucky. You know, he's in America. He's the number one session musician and he's doing all this amazing work. And you just sort of think, well, wow, it's just life is so easy for this guy. This guy just sort of fell into becoming an amazing session musician and uh, the world's number one, basically, um, or the number one in America. And you just think, wow, it's just so easy for him. But when I got this book, it was very interesting because within this book, there's lots and there's lots of sight reading stuff, but within it, there's um, you'll find lots and lots of anecdotes. And one of the most interesting one was that really blew my mind. And it, at the time was really, really, really important and useful for me. It gave me a lot of confidence. And that was this guy, when he started out, he was the worst um, student that his guitar teacher had ever had. Out of all the thousands of students, this guy was like the worst one, the least likely to succeed, you know? Probably because, let's say, he didn't practice, he had no interest in it, and he couldn't care less. But anyway, later on in his life, and this time, he had, by this time, he had a family and everything. At this time, um, he decided he wanted to be a, a session musician. Now, back in the day when he wanted to be a session musician... Ah, hi, Craig. Um, back in the day when he wanted to be a session musician... You know, they were a dime a dozen. They were, it was a very wanted thing, you know, to be a session musician was not a difficult thing to be. But having said that, this guy actually went to, he moved his family over to Los Angeles and um, tried to pursue a career as a session musician. And amazingly, it took him four and a half years just to get his foot in the door. And that was back in the day, like I say, when session musicians, you know, they were sought after. It's incredible. And it took him about five years before he got anywhere in music. So for me, that was really, really inspiring because in a sense, that is the story of talent. It's some people that I've met in my life are, I would say, naturally blessed with talent. You know, I've met people in my life, like I remember one girl who no matter what exam she did in music, she wouldn't get like 99%. It was always 100%. And you think, wow, how can this girl just get 100%? It's so easy for her. And she could just do it. She's just naturally gifted at music. But she didn't do anything with music. And this is the sort of story of music and why I entitled this video The Story of Talent. Because from my experience, it might be different for other people, but from my experience, most people who do something in music or become good at music are generally either ambitious extremely bloody-minded, or otherwise, um, just keep going at it, and they work at it, and they practice, and they practice, and they practice, and they practice. And that seems to be the real story of talent. 
the actual talent doesn't really mean that much. It's much more about finding why you're doing music, um, finding what the reason is, finding most importantly why you enjoy it. Because a lot of people start to do music, they become quite egocentric and then they sort of, the, the magic of music gets lost. It starts to become more poisonous because people are trying to project themselves rather than the music. So you have to say to yourself, why am I doing music? And for me, it was always about composition and, and it still is. Even learning to improvise or learning improvisation, it's still about a form of, I mean, it, composition's this end of the stick, improvisation's this end of the stick. They're two different ends of the same stick. So one complements the other. And this is really, really important um, when you're learning music, because you need all of it. So the key here is that um, when you're doing music, you have to ask yourself why you're doing it. Why, am I, why would I even want to practice music when I could be doing something else? And when you start to do that, you start to realize why you're doing music. And then whatever your reason is, everybody's reason is going to be different. That in turn will inspire you to keep moving forward and doing whatever it is that you want to do in music. And one thing I noticed with people that when you get into a competitive environment like a music school, which I thoroughly enjoyed, I like the competitive element because it, I was an outsider, it helped me, it helped me develop. I was inspired by people that were better than myself. I didn't feel kind of inferior. I just felt like, wow, this person's doing this. And if I keep practicing, I'll be able to do this. And, and that's how it worked in the end for me as well. It, it paid off. But um, you have to always ask yourself, why am I doing this? And when you can identify why you're doing it, then you'll take the steps to practice and practice. And when you see people that are at this level, you might be here, but over time, you'll gradually rise and rise. And all of a sudden, one day, you'll be here and they'll be there and you'll think, wow, I'm better than those people were that I was once you know, inspired by. You know, um, and that's how it works. And that's how talent seems to be to me in that it's just hard work, repetition. You find out why you want to do it and you follow it through and just keep going and going and going regardless. And at some point, people will see that you're um, ambitious or whether you're dedicated. Dedicated is probably the correct word. And when people see that you're dedicated, they in turn take an interest in what you're doing. And then it sort of develops and you start to have a, some sort of career in music. We've got a comment here. Coltrane was not rated. Yeah, I would imagine that. I would imagine most people that are, I mean, it's the same with Charlie Parker. There's a comment here by Craig and he says, Coltrane was not rated when he first started professionally. And I would say that because Charlie Parker, I think that happened to him. He went on the bandstand and um, he was a complete disaster basically. And he spent four years practicing for 15 hours a day. Now, whether that's completely true, I don't know, but that's the sort of legend. But I would imagine there would be a huge amount of truth in that, in that he would have just thought, look, I've got to do this and I've got to do it over and over. And you get in the habit of practicing as well. In that, When something bad happens like that in music, it makes you generally practice a lot harder because you really find out what you wanted to do and why you want to do it. And you think, if I'm going to do this, then I've got to get really, really good at it. And the only way you get good is through repetition. And that's the bottom line, really. And really, I suppose what I'm getting to in regards to like Tommy Tedesco is that the people that succeed in music, from my experience, weren't necessarily that talented when they started out. They might have had a vision and they might have been um, ambitious or really wanting to do it but they didn't really have 
I wouldn't say not natural flair, but they were, they were just okay. You know, they were okay. They could do it if they, if they so wished. Um, but all the people I've met in my life who are successful at music or who have had any success were generally sort of people that were slight outsiders, really, I suppose. And they developed a specific interest in a specific genre or a specific um, musical world. And they just entered that world and they just worked really, really hard at it. So I don't think that musical talent accounts for that much to begin with. Having said that, you're going to find the odd people like Yuja Wang, Trevenov, Somewhat Kim, these sort of great pianists who will succeed through having a natural born talent. But having said that, they are obsessively ambitious. So ambition, again, plays a huge part. For me, though, when I get out of bed in the morning, which I generally get out of bed, I try and get out of bed by six o'clock. Sometimes it's later, though. But I would do a practice from like six o'clock to maybe half past eight or seven o'clock to half past eight, depending on how, what time I get out of bed. And I would just practice really, really basic stuff, like just the basic scales, just the basic, you know, at the piano, guitar, anything, anything basic at music. And I'll, I'll know by that hour and a half or two hours or two and a half hours that I would have got my scales really tight and I'm, you know, all that kind of playing the basic stuff will be very, very good. I'll feel, well, I'll feel confident. It might not be good, but I'll feel confident that I can do it. And then by the time 10 o'clock comes, I can sort of start my musical day because I know I've done the groundwork. And I do that not every day, but maybe 350 days of the year. There might be the odd day where I miss it for, you know, through, I don't know, some reason or the other. But generally, it will be, um, you know, most mornings. And I find every day that I do that, that I progress massively. I mean, the levels go through like that. And the thing is that by the end of like six months, I'll find things really simple that I found six months earlier very difficult. Not necessarily difficult, because with the guitar, things aren't actually difficult. It's that they're finickety, they're tricky, they're a little bit awkward. Um, because you could take something on the guitar, on the piano, let's say, or the saxophone, and then when you play it on the guitar, it's actually quite awkward because the intervals and the, you know, they don't, you've got string skipping and things like this awkwardness. So when you practice over and over these awkward things, after a while, they start to become actually quite simple and, you know, you develop it naturally and you feel comfortable. This is the key thing. You feel absolutely comfortable and confident. So yeah, hard work and practice. I think that's what it always comes down to. I think that's, um, I remember actually when I first went to music school and I actually studied classical piano, not guitar. And I remember my teacher saying to me one day, and he's talking about um, Barry Douglas, who is at that time had won the Tchaikovsky piano competition. And um, I was talking one day about something and he's saying, well, he said, do you really want to sit down for six hours a day like Barry Douglas practicing the piano? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure I do. Yeah, because <laughs> I wanted to, you know. But he was quite surprised because most people, probably himself included, he's a really good pianist, you know, they had other things in their lives, their families and everything else, and perhaps they didn't really want to put that kind of commitment in. But if you're going to get good at music, that's really what it is. You put the commitment in and then you really, really do reap the rewards down the line. You know, it really does pay off. Anyway, um, this is just my first live stream, so I'm going to finish it. It's 12 minutes now. It might be long enough. I'm just going to finish it just to see how it goes. Um, I need to test the volume of the microphone because it might be really quiet and um, just see what happens. Um, thanks for commenting, and thanks, 
anybody for watching. Um, if anybody wants to know what this book is, it's um, Tommy Tedesco. Four guitar players only. Four guitar players only. But this book is only a book really for sight reading, if you're interested in sight reading. It's, it's actually a very, very good book. But um, it's not for beginners if you're a beginner sight. Well, it is for beginner sight readers, actually. But um, it's it's a, it's a complicated, not complicated, but if you're learning to sight reading straight away, you might find this a bit overwhelming. But it's a good book and an interesting book. Oh, another comment. Yeah, I would, I would imagine that... Um, that McLaughlin found that, yeah, because I think when he was taking drugs, I would imagine that he would just be, it's like drinking alcohol and stuff like that. You can't really practice when you're drinking. I mean, you kind of maybe if you're doing rock music or something, maybe they sort of fit in. But if you're doing serious practice, then you've got to be really clear minded. I mean, when I do practice, I do have a cup of coffee. That's something I do. I would say, right, I'm going to make a cup of coffee. I'll get the music. I mean, it's like a ritual and I'll get the music out. I'll put the music on the music stand and then I'll sort of place it and I'll place the guitar on the guitar stand and it I have a cup of coffee and it feels like um it feels nice it feels like yeah I'm gonna practice and I'll get my guitar and I'll practice and it's all oh, lovely and as long as I don't have any mobile phones switched on or computers basically actually I usually don't even have the um curtains drawn when I get out of bed I won't have the curtains drawn and maybe I just have like a little light that's that um lights up the music and that's it and you can really concentrate that way. But the minute you have any type of distraction, it's very, very difficult to practice music. That, that has to be said, especially in the modern world that we live in. Because if you're there and the mobile phone rings, you'll get drawn into it and, it, and, and you'll be like this. And all of a sudden, the guitar will be over there. So I don't have any mobile phone switched on or anything when I practice. I practice just completely, you know, as much peace as possible. And um, yeah, that, that helps massively. But if I switch things on, then um, no, I, I will drift off. And again, anything like alcohol or stuff, anything like that, I, I couldn't practice um, like that because I just drift off. And um, you, like I say, you've got when you focus, it's not just being focused. It's actually when you practice, you get into the into this sort of groove, into this kind of zone where you just do it, and you don't think about practicing. And next thing you know, two hours has gone, and those hours have gone by like that really fast. Oh, thanks, mate. Excellent. I thought it was a bit um quiet, but yeah, excellent stuff. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, the key thing is to practice. Um, and every day, even if you just do like half an hour in the morning or half an hour in the evening, over a period of time, especially over a year, that's a lot of hours that it's going to mount up, and your level will rise up and rise up and rise up. And you, a lot of the time, I will say this: many people when they practice. They'll say, well, I've been practicing. I've not, you know, I've not really gotten anywhere. And it doesn't feel like I've gotten anywhere. But every time you practice and you focus with your practice, your level will rise. It might just be going up a little bit like this. It might not move like this. It might just be small amounts. But over a period of time, those little steps, they will go higher and higher and higher. And all of a sudden, one day you'll be like, wow, actually, I can do this. I'm really, really starting to get good. And that's how it is. Another thing with jazz uh, improvisation, especially, is that when you're starting to learn it, you'll get phases where it's very difficult and very easy. And then you'll get phases where it seems almost impossible, like you're not getting anywhere. And I've had those phases where it just feels like it just feels like I'm practicing and I'm practicing. I'm not getting anywhere. And then one day out of the blue, it's suddenly the level just rises. It's almost like it's like oh, it's pushing like this. And then all of a sudden, one day, boom, it rises and it rises and it rises. And um, 
that happens as well. That happens to me um, a few times with, with guitar in, in terms of jazz improvisation because of the intervals and the awkward kind of movement that you need. And sometimes you've just got to keep at it and keep at it and keep at it till all of a sudden it just sort of comes together overnight, really. And you think, wow, how did that happen? But it's been all of those times when you've had to keep going, you know, um, when you're swimming against the stream and you're oh, trying to get against the stream. Sooner or later, the tide will go with you and um, and you'll reap the rewards of it, you know. And it's a, it's a lovely feeling when you know you've put the hard work and you get the rewards. And um, yeah, no, it's a lovely feeling. Anyway, in closing, thank you for watching. And um, this is my first live stream, so I've got to watch it back myself now and see if it's... um. If it's come out all right. Anyway, yeah, that was just a Tommy Tedesco book and a short talk about talent and um, hard work. Thanks for watching. Bye. It's going to end it.